Welcome to the Rooftop Leadership Podcast, where we focus on leading when people are reluctant to follow. And that is certainly something that's going on right now across America and in other parts of the world. But I can only speak to what's happening in America. So that's what I'm going to do right now. And the question for uh, that we're going to talk about today, the, the focus that we're going to take today is how do you handle misinformation? How do you handle information that comes to you that you're not sure what to do with it? You know, the kind of information that makes your blood run cold, that uh, speaks to your darkest fears, that speaks to uh, your your points of anger in a way that it, it, it really activates you. How do you how do you handle that? How do you respond to that? And I want to talk about that today because that is happening in our country. Yesterday, I received no less than six text messages and phone calls from friends around the country who are very, very stable, who are very, very um, level-headed people, both men and women, asking me if I knew anything about this, uh, this, uh, this rumor or this, this, this idea that martial law was going to be imposed in the country. And it, the text came with a text that they had received from someone in the current administration's campaign or from someone who knew that. And it was saying that troops were being flown into the Capitol and, and, and you know, movement was underway and it would start today. And, um, you know, they were visibly and audibly distraught. It was very easy to determine that. And, you know, when you looked at the content of the message, it's very, it's very easy to see why. I mean, it was, it was very disturbing. And, you know, when you think about it, particularly in a liberal democracy like the United States that has, you know, for the most part, always had peaceful transitions of power and prides itself in, you know, diversity of thought and, um, and, and the exchange of ideas even even the, even the remote notion that martial law could be imposed or that uh, civil unrest to that degree um, could happen is very alarming, very disturbing. And, and it speaks to just a very dark level of fear. So what do you do about that? Um, well, again, the first thing I would say is to recognize that we live in an age of information distribution that is unprecedented. I mean, you have information at your disposal in real time that is uh, that is unbelievable, and you've we've become so used to it, we've become so accustomed to it that it's practically invisible to us. But the first thing I think we need to remember is that we have tons of information at our disposal, and that information has to be used judiciously. You know, I'll go back and put my my hat on from when I served in special forces, and when I was you know when I was a Green Beret, a, a lot of my work was running these operation centers where multiple special operations teams were in fights, where multiple special operations teams were conducting operations, Navy SEALs, special forces, um, commandos from other countries, Marines. And, and at any given time, one or two, three, four, five units might be in contact with the enemy. Others uh, might be about to be in contact with the enemy. Others might be in the middle of a resupply. Others might be responding to a, a natural disaster or an earthquake uh, in, in some remote region. And, you know, you're monitoring and, and, and commanding and controlling all of that. And 
information is coming at you fast and furious. Information, you've got the, the CNN on, you've got Fox News on, you've got all of these live reports, you've got your digital situation board, you've got three or four radios that are squawking in the background, your, 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 your men and women are running to and fro, updating reports that they're getting in. It's, it's organized chaos, but it's this, you know, what, what strikes me is it's this saturating level of information. And, and, and if you're not careful, how you handle that information can, can take you to a, a level of emotional um, arousal that is unhelpful. And then somebody can get hurt or killed. I don't think it's any different here in the United States right now. And I, I never thought I would hear myself say that. that the first thing we have to realize is that the, we, we have uh, an abundance of information at our disposal and we need to handle it responsibly. Um, the second thing we need to recognize is our own emotional temperature. Now, in another podcast, I talked about how we manage energy. Leadership is the management of energy, according to Professor James Clausen. So the second step when we get you know, information that 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 potentially puts us in a tailspin is we got to manage our own energy. We have to manage our emotional temperature uh, first. We can't we can't even begin to deal with other people until we deal with our own, and and so we have to get ourselves in a parasympathetic state. Full stop. If you are spinning it around like a top, if you are agitated to the point that you are in fight, flight, or freeze. That you know the 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 neurotransmitters in your body you know are are coursing, and you're you're in that trance-like state of either anger or fear uh, or just high anxiety. You're no good to anybody. You're no good to anybody. That's that's just you're no good to your family. You're no good to your coworkers. You're no good to your employees. You're no good to your citizens, your fellow citizens. And so the, you know the second thing we have to do is we have to manage our own emotional temperature. When that happens, now this is the this is just as simple as stepping away from the trigger, step away from the trigger, put the phone down, go outside for a walk, take three lower body breaths. Remember those. Put your hand on your belly through your mouth. Then you uh, put your hand on your belly, breathe through your mouth, expanding your belly on the inhale, squeeze belly to spine on the exhale. With eyes closed, just do three of those, and that will normally get you in a in an emotional parasympathetic state where you're at least prepared to process the information that you have. So, you know, the second step is really do nothing except get yourself in the proper state. And this is the one that sneaks up on us. This is because um, what happens is when we see information like that, something like martial law, it's, it goes right to our primal, you know, nervous system. Like it goes right to our primal conditioning for a snake in the bushes, the same way you jump back when you see a, the same thing happens there. And because we're trained as rooftop leaders, we have to manage that. So the second thing is to get ourselves, you know, in a, in a, in a state where we can manage it uh, because, and I'm going to, I'm going to deviate from, from some practical steps here for a second to, to maybe share a little bit of insight and context with you as to why this is so important. It is because there are some really bad actors out there who know how to use information warfare to not just spin you up, but to spin up an entire population. I know that because I played that game for many years. I know how that game is played, whether it's psychological operations or cyber warfare or flat out disinformation or misinformation. It is a science that is very well understood 
by some very crafty people who have numerous objectives, but all of them unified under doing harm to the United States of America. And one of the most powerful ways you can do that, particularly with the first point I made about access to technology, is through disinformation, is by spreading fake news, by spreading um, warnings and things like this that, that seem credible, and nesting them in the ways that you normally contact in the day-to-day. So it comes across in a text from a trusted friend. And guess what? The bona fides are already there, so you trust the information as if your friend had told it to you. And then that passes through all the gates of, you know, of, of your body's reception system. And, and next thing you know, you are in a sympathetic state. And what are you doing? You're sharing it with somebody else because that's what we do as humans, right? We, when we get something like that, we immediately want to share it. And so just understand that there is an apparatus in place for information warfare that is fully in play right now. It was in play in the last couple of elections. It's been in play multiple times this year through cyber warfare attacks. And, you know, there was a time when we were kind of oblivious to that, we being the American citizen. We didn't really have to worry about that. There, you know, there were the resilience of our nation and we just didn't have access to real-time communications like we do now. We didn't have you know, an Android or an iPhone that literally buzzed every time someone wanted our attention, right? Because that's what these things are. They're simply dopamine dispensers that um, leverage our attention from different people when they want our attention. And those are not always good actors that do that. So I think just after you... um, after you take a breath, is recognize that there is an information warfare apparatus out there, and it could be it could be it could be uh, a bad actor country. It could be South Korea, it, or excuse me, North Korea. It could be China. It could be Russia. Uh, it could be an extremist group. It could just be a, 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 an asshole in his basement who you know did or didn't like the way the election went and wants to wants to manifest fear in um, you know in in society. And it's if you understand how how fear works, then it's easy to do. And fear is contagious. But you know what? So is leadership. And that's what this is about here. So, you know, just understanding that there are some bad actors out there, that the body is going to respond a certain way to fear, um, and and that that we need to recognize that if we don't employ certain measures, our emotional temperature will go through the roof, and then we will become part of the problem. And that's what's happening right now. That's what's happening right now as misinformation is being spread all over the United States through the normal communication channels that people use in the day-to-day. And people aren't meaning to do it. Most people are unwitting accomplices to information warfare. How about that? Most people, even the most sophisticated, the most well-trained, the most advanced thought leaders in our country right now are unwitting participants in information warfare. And that is that is by design. That is how information warfare is is designed to work. Is you plant the seeds that you want to plant and you 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 know how the nervous system works, you know how fear works and you allow that um, that whisper campaign to spread. 
And that's exactly what's happened with, you know, with this thing about martial law and everything else. And look, you know, even if God forbid something like martial law were to take place, you know, um, the reality is how we respond to something like that is critical. You know, if we're already in this aroused sympathetic state and, and something like that were to occur, we're not even prepared to deal with it. We're not even prepared to think through the responsible actions that we would need to make to take care of ourselves and our families and our community. So, you know, I will just tell you that anything dealing with information is exceptionally dangerous in times of low trust. And as rooftop leaders, we have to recognize that, that how we deal with information, how we process it, and then how we deal with it is a responsibility, a big responsibility of a leader. And as we're seeing, you know, and I've, I've asserted across the board, most of our leaders right now are not behaving like leaders. They have power, but they, they're not showing leadership. And, you know, what we have to do is to get beyond our own polarization, get beyond our own in-group thinking, and look at the the level of fear that's spreading around right now and ask ourselves, am I good with that? Like, you know, am I going to allow this to continue? Do I want this in my life, in my family's life? You know, do I want to live in a country where people are running out buying toilet paper and water again because they think tanks are going to roll down the street? I mean, is that, is that, is that what you want to live in? It's not what I want to live in. It's not what I joined the army to push back against, you know, and to and to protect this country from. So I think we need to get really clear on what's going on here, what's at stake, and recognize that if we don't start to take some responsible actions as leaders, that, you know, this could continue. And, and ultimately, misinformation campaigns, if they're allowed to manifest and fester, they can pull a society apart, particularly as low trust continues, what I call the churn continues to, to, to ebb and flow, and the tide of that churn continues to rise in our civil society. And, you know, meanwhile, we keep waiting for these leaders to, to show some leadership and pull us out of it. It's not going to happen. Leaders right now are going to advance the agenda of their in-group, and that's it. And millions and millions of people, Americans, are going to be left in that churn, and they're going to lash out like a drowning victim. Now, I'm not good with that. So what do we do? How do we go? Let's go back to the original question. How do we handle, you know, misinformation when it comes in, right? Again, first of all, recognize that this it, there are tons of information bits coming at you and that you need to handle this responsibly. Remind yourself of that. Remind your, your people of that. Remind the people in your life of that, that this is absolutely essential. Then the next thing we want to do is we want to, um, you know what? I'm going to add one more here. After we after we tell ourselves that um, um, there's tons of information coming at us, we had a saying uh, in 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 our operations center that the first report was often wrong. So we would get a report in of uh, enemy contact on one of our teams, and yes, the team was in contact, but the initial report wasn't fully accurate. Instead of 35 Taliban, it might actually have been four. And instead of two wounded, it might have actually been five, you know, but the first report, because emotions are heightened, uh, is usually wrong. We, the, the teller usually tells it wrong and the, and the listener usually hears it wrong, 
You know, uh, when we go into that sympathetic state, I, we, we don't listen well. The, you know, the, the bullets get quiet. Our, you know, physiologically, it's hard for us to process, uh, you know, detailed information. Um, so the first report is often wrong. And in this case, in America, with all that's going on today with fake news and everything else, I'd say this. The first report is usually bullshit. <laughs> that's what I would say, you know. Step number one, realize you have a ton of information coming at you. Step number two, the first report is usually bullshit. So allow yourself to just know that and then step away from that report and whatever device you're holding in your hand or the 24-hour news cycle and go somewhere and take three lower body breaths. Better yet, go for a walk, uh, uh, go work out, and then do your three lower body breaths. But at a minimum, do those three lower body breaths, metabolize uh, that, that negative energy and get yourself in a parasympathetic state. Really, really important. And the next thing I would say is don't turn around and share that information, right? That's what's happening right now is people, they're getting this information and then they're sending it. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And, and, and it's this primal desire we have to be the town crier, to be the first to let somebody know that something's happening. And in reality, what you're doing is you're playing right into a design of misinformation. You're, you're the messenger for, you're basically a surrogate. You're basically a surrogate for someone who's planted nefarious information. And with the distribution of technology into mobile devices, you're literally, you're, you know, you're spreading it just like a virus. It's spreading like, it's spreading like COVID and we're moving it like COVID. And so if you don't fully, fully have confidence in that message and, and, and then I wouldn't share it. And I wouldn't share it unless it was like going to save somebody's life. You know, like if it was like um, something that someone needed to know right now, you know, there's a tornado coming towards your house or something like that, then I could see it. But just sharing it to um, get their thoughts on it or, you know, hey, what do you think about this or be advised, that's not helping anything with the levels of information warfare that are going on out there right now, you are almost guaranteed playing into someone else's hand as a surrogate, and you are actually fomenting instability in the country. So just know that. One of the, if you want to know what you can do is don't share that stuff. Now, the next thing after that is I would, if, you, if you're still hung up on it and it's eaten at you, I would make some effort to check the source and veracity of what you're seeing, you know? Um, and there's ways to do that. You can just, you can, you can do your own research, um, you can, you know, you can talk to trusted friends. I wouldn't necessarily share the message. I would just say, hey, have you heard anything about this? But just know that even that can lead to, you know, uh, spreading fear, right? But but I, I absolutely would not share any information or allow information to fester on my con subconscious conscious if, if I don't know the source and veracity of it, you know? And if you get something like a text that says, tanks are mobilizing in Washington, D.C. right now and rolling on the Capitol. You know, honestly, I would doubt the sort, I would doubt the veracity of that right out of the gate. I just would. I, I With all that's going on in the country right now, um, I don't think there's anything useful in responding to reports like that. Because even if that were to be true, you always want to wait for the second and third order effects to come out. And they're usually not as bad as the first report. And there's usually more information contained in it. So, you know, I would not share if I would check the source and veracity of the report or just assume that it's false. 
unless it's immediate life and death information to you, it's probably not worth your emotional temperature going into the red, you know? Um, and, and I would also, you know, I would call this out with my friends and family and others too. If you see this going on, I would say, Hey, just so you know, I don't know if I would share that. I think that's actually, cause they're not meaning to do it. Most of the time they're in a sympathetic state. They're worried, they're scared. And, uh, you know, just you saying, Hey, maybe let's just hold on to that. Cause that's going to really spin people up. Um, you know, and, and you can talk them down. Because anything that we can do at a local level to reduce that kind of pandemic spreading of information is a good thing, regardless of where you sit on the issue. Because a responsible citizen doesn't allow misinformation to flourish in her arena. We just don't do that. It's not what rooftop leaders do. And we don't need anyone to give us permission on that. We actually have a lot of power in that regard. We have a lot of power in that regard. But if we don't understand how it works, how it affects us, and things that we can do immediately, and the fact that we are literally inundated with information all the time to the point that it's invisible to us and that we become unwitting accomplices to an information warfare campaign because we're not trained, then you know that's not good. We have to recognize those things. So hopefully uh, this little podcast has helped you do that. And again, you know, I think right now it's real important to get away from these triggers. Whatever it is that's triggering you on that, you know, and I told my friends this when they when they contacted me, I said, how often are you on the news right now? And sure enough, they were watching 24-hour news a lot. And and then others were, you know, glued to Twitter or they were glued to their 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 phones and they were caught up in these text threads that were, you know, really spinning not just them, but networks of their friends up. You guys, like, we can't do that. You know, do you understand that that is the most primal response mechanism in your body, in your sympathetic nervous system that was designed to keep you safe from like lava fields and saber-toothed tigers? It's 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 activated and it's 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 being applied to the wrong context. It's being applied almost certainly to information that is not real. And your brain doesn't know the difference and your body doesn't know the difference and it's not healthy. And not only is it not healthy, but when that fear manifests and it spreads, then people start behaving in that trance-like state in those negative tribal ways that can lead to violence. Do you see what I mean? So this is where responsible leadership at a local level has to come in. Leadership is local. Leadership is local. After three decades of working around leaders of all kinds, most of these ass clowns who have power, they forgot long ago that leadership is local. They forgot. They believed they've got to where they believe their own press and they think that that everything is national. When they speak the words out, so it shall be, so it shall be done. And they're not inspiring anybody except the most rabid of followers who have slipped into that trance-like state right there with them. Maybe that's you. The shoe fits. You know what to do with it. But for right now, regardless of where you come down on issues, um, we have an inherent obligation as American citizens, as leaders, to stop this flow of information, misinformation, information warfare, erroneous reporting by just being responsible with how we receive the information, how we process the information, and how we choose to share or not share that information. And then how we choose to move into our day and navigate our day without allowing that to affect our primal response system. 
this is what we need. This is what your family needs. This is what your fellow citizens need. This is what the country needs. And if you want to help me stay away from this ridiculous direction that we are going toward collective division, then it starts with this kind of thing. How we respond in these moments will determine whether or not we stand together when the dust clears. We got this. We're going to keep these episodic reports coming out uh, for as long as we need to, because I know these are these are challenging times and we need to stay together and we need to talk to each other. I hope this helped. I hope you'll share it with somebody who needs to hear it. And I'll see you on the rooftop. Mm-hmm.